Welcome to the Deerfield Family Theater Podcast. As part of our Better Know a Board Member series, I had the privilege and honor to speak with Chaz Carroll, the DFT marketing guru. He also has a rich history with the arts and theater. Speaking of Deerfield Family Theater, in case you're tuning in and didn't already know, DFT is putting on a performance of Big Fish this November of 2022. See the show notes for more information and visit DeerfieldTheater.com. It was a great conversation. Without further delay, here's the interview. Chaz, thanks so much for coming on the DFT podcast. Uh, thank you, Matt. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, we're happy to have you. Why don't you go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. My name is Chaz Carroll. Uh, I've been on the DFT board now for three years. This will be my fourth show coming up. Uh, I am uh, originally from New Jersey, uh, just outside of New York City. So I've been going to see Broadway shows and hearing Broadway soundtracks really my whole life, it feels like. And so I was really excited to, to get involved with DFT. Uh, my wife has been on stage with DFT several times. My two daughters are looking forward to getting on stage with DFT soon, uh, now that they're both uh, of age. Uh, so it's a, it's a family affair. It, it really is. And, um, and, and so it, and I'm fi- glad to finally have you on here because it's only my second year being on the board. And so, you know, like you and I are still like like now I made you not the newbie anymore. Right. So like it's like but uh, but but it's been so much fun. And even, even during the pandemic, though, you know, still trying to do things and still trying to get things ramped up and 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 coming back from that has been uh, really exciting. Uh, but you must have signed on then right when Beauty and the Beast was going to, to go. Right. So what uh- what was that experience like? So exactly. So I came on board. Annie was uh, it was actually July 4th uh, weekend. So I was in the parade with the with the gang. We we're getting ready to promote Annie. Uh, so I got to get one sort of normal show okay. under my belt. We were really excited about Beauty and the Beast. It sounds like this has been a show that DFT has been trying to do for quite a while. Uh, and then, as you said, the, you know, the pandemic hit and then we had to figure out you know, sort of how do do we go forward with this show? Do we do we change tack? Uh, you know, how do we put on a production that we'll be proud of and and sort of do justice to to the group and to the content? It's it's been an interesting journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but I'm glad I'm glad we you know, we had the show last year. It went great. You know, we've got Big Fish coming up, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have seen the movie. Some people know about the musical. Some people don't. I've seen the musical in person. So um, I'm really excited for that. I think um, I think for our audience, it would be good to know, like, what got you involved in, in DFT? You mentioned your, you know, your, your wife is in has been in some performances. So is that what got you involved? And, and how, how far back was that? Uh, so. Uh, for DFT, uh, so we moved uh, to the Deerfield area in uh, 2011, and my wife was eager to get involved in community theater. And I think it was actually in 2011 when DFT did Honk uh, that my my wife uh, appeared on stage with them, which is actually her first uh, on stage uh, role in a musical. And uh, so that's when I got I started to meet the the folks involved with DFT and. Uh, found out I really liked everyone, uh, but the challenge I had was that I didn't particularly want to be on stage. And so then my challenge became, well, how do I get involved in a capacity that is not a performance capacity? And uh, so the the board role seemed like the the perfect opportunity. Uh, And so, um, yeah, it's been uh, 
you know, a nice chance to to be involved without having to 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 get up there on stage. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm 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 a lot of the same way. Don't get me wrong, I, I love going up on stage, but it is a big time commitment, right? And and uh, you know, being a member of the board is a way to really get involved with the Deerfield Family Theater community, uh, be a part of it, contribute, and then uh, and while it is a time commitment, uh, it, it it's that it's not it's more spread out throughout the year as opposed to being all you know in a, a few months you know really close together. Well, exactly. And it's fun to get to sort of see the behind the scenes decision making process and and understand all the other elements that go into to putting on a show uh, from the, the marketing and the business side to hiring the production staff. It's uh, yeah, it, it definitely fills in some of those some of those gaps, um, you know, and you know, just to clarify, I, I also love an audience, as, as I'm sure the listeners can probably tell. Uh, and in you know, college and high school, I played in a lot of pit bands, uh, improv comedy. Uh, pretty much, I like things where I can't be wrong, uh, and I, I like making it up on the on the fly. So, uh, and musical theater is uh, about as sort of far removed from that, where you know you need to be in the right place at the right time, delivering the line, giving the 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 right expression. And so, I, I I'm always very impressed by. Uh, our, our actors that we have up on stage because they do an amazing job, uh, even though in their day lives they might be any number of different professions. Yeah, and, and but I am really glad that you brought up how you, you found another way to get involved because uh, for listeners of the show and for uh, especially for the younger audience uh, who comes out to see the plays or is listening to the podcast, you know, they might also be like, I don't really want to be on stage. But the reality is, is there's so many other ways to get involved behind the scenes whether, whether it's in the pit or, or literally, be, you know, like helping out with the set, you know, building the set. And there's so many other ways to get involved. And then even when you're older, joining the board, that kind of a thing. So there's so many. It's not just about getting involved with musical theater by being on stage. There's, there's just so much more to it. Um, but tell us a little bit more about uh, your uh, your musician. So, you know, how did that start when you were really young? Is that more of a, a midlife thing that you discovered or, you know, what uh, bring, bring us back? What instruments? I, we want to know. This is me getting to know you, too, but also for the audience. Sure. Uh, so I uh, started playing drums in elementary school, just like many other kids start their instrument in elementary school. And uh, we actually I was fortunate we had a, a pretty uh, decent theater program in high school. So I played in the pit bands for Chorus Line and Chicago, Music Man and Sweet Charity. Uh, when I got to university, I went to the University of Pennsylvania, which has a you know, very active theater community, but not a lot of performance majors. So there were a lot of opportunities for just, you know, the, the, the amateur uh, hobbyist musician or performer to get involved. And so while I was there, uh, I got to play in uh, company, uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which was a blast, Cabaret, um, uh, Guys and Dolls, which is one of my favorite musicals. Uh, and so uh, so that was just a, a great time. Uh, but you you mentioned midlife versus uh, younger. So uh, in my in my midlife period, I actually recently picked up the trumpet uh, about three years ago on a complete whim. Uh, I found a used coronet and decided, yeah, I'd like to learn how to play this. And so uh, that's been uh, that's been my new hobby and keeping my keeping my brain uh, fresh, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will spare the podcast listeners because I'm not sure how the microphone is going to pick it up. Uh, 
but I do a mean mouth just trumpet like I beatbox too. And so uh, I, I do a pretty good like fake just just, you know, with my with my actual oh, mouth trumpet. So uh, we'll have to do a, a real trumpet, fake trumpet duet at some point in the future. I like it. I like it. Maybe, maybe we'll do an off an off season, uh, get get our audience members excited uh, with like a, a little Real a little DFT trumpet. talent show I see I could see oh, in the future. Oh, that's a great and it's also a great way to scope out like some future talent for uh for for next production maybe even. Exactly. Uh, that could be fun. That could be fun. We'd love to talk to the park district about it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. DFT podcast. We're coming up with new fun ideas. Exactly. Exactly. That's what that's that's where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah. So um and and so you've touched on it a little bit, but but what has been your uh, like your main role on uh, on the board? Like, what is it that you that you do and enjoy? Gotcha. So I am a marketer by profession. Uh, I've marketed a whole variety of, of products over my career, from Captain Morgan original spiced rum to uh, Enfamil infant formula, uh, finished dishwasher detergent, uh, some pharmaceuticals, and then now I actually currently market uh, pediatric parental nutrition for preterm infants uh, globally uh, for Baxter. Uh, so with all this marketing uh, experience, it, it seemed kind of a, a no-brainer that I would step into the, the marketing role for, for DFT. Uh, and so that's been fulfilling for me to help get the word out about audition workshops, auditions, the show itself, figure out ways to, to help uh, build awareness in the community. Uh, you know, you mentioned that we're doing Big Fish this year. I know Big Fish is a, a newer musical. We have a lot of folks uh, in the audience who might not be that familiar with it. So it's okay, how do we how do we bring that education and, and start to, to sort of seed that interest and that excitement so that come November, we've got people clamoring for tickets and filling the house. Right, right, and uh, and I'm sure it also helps that you know, like you've mentioned, you know, you've had a long time love of you know music and theater and musical theater, and so it's it's such a great um, find for you that you're able to use your actual real life skills and apply it to something that you love, and when and so that's again something for the younger listeners out there to think about that you could always, you know, whatever it is that you end up doing, you know, for a career, you could always find a way to fulfill your passion with that as well. Exactly. And, you know, especially for the the younger, uh, younger folks, it's a great way to come and learn a new skill or learn a new, uh, a new art form. So, you know, when I was in university, you know, all the productions were completely done by the students from set design, light design, you know, we had folks up on the grid, you know, hanging lights and putting in gels. And and so, you know, I'm sure that our set design team or our set construction team would be thrilled to have people come assist them, sort of learn the, the, the tricks of the trade. And so when they go on to college or they go on to their own communities, they can immediately find a, a group that would be willing and be thrilled to have them. Uh, and have their their skills and abilities, right, right, and uh, and and although what I do professionally has nothing to do with like me running a podcast uh, for for DFT board, which is a lot of what I do uh, on uh, uh, on the board. I I was into podcasting before, right, and so and I had some podcasts going, uh, uh, and I was host of a podcast um, on like a bigger like podcast network for a short stint, 
And so I was able to find that that's a way that I could help out the board, right? And, and certainly there's a theatrical nature to putting on a podcast, <laughs> which is fun. Definitely. Uh, so you, you, you mentioned a lot, of, uh, a lot of performances that you were a part of. Uh, any, any favorites that you want to you wanna mention and, and any further reasons, any reasons why they're your favorite? Ooh. So I personally prefer stories with, with happy endings, uh, the, sort of the, the more lighthearted. Uh, I mentioned Guys and Dolls is a particular favorite. Um, I know my, I'm, I'm actually uh, reading the, the behind the scenes book on Avenue Q right now, which I think might be my all time favorite show. Because uh, I just think it's it's so clever and irreverent, um, and also you know with a with a nice message uh, embedded in it. Uh, Book of Mormon, uh, something rotten, all those. It's just like they're just fun to put on and listen to. Um, one of the other ones that I'll mention, which uh, I don't know if, if people are as familiar with, is uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, uh, which I mentioned just because it was so different. Uh, I, I was fortunate to go see it on Broadway and they completely changed over the theater. They had audience members on stage. They had actors in the in the audience. It was uh, it was immersive and it was I just thought it was and it taking a chunk of war and peace and turning it into a musical, which seems so unlikely, um, which and then I, I feel I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Come From Away for the same reason. You know, when you hear the 9-11 musical, you're like, really? But it's so unbelievably amazing that when I saw it, as the end was drawing near, I couldn't wait for it to end so I could give them a standing ovation. Like, I couldn't wait to leap to my feet. And uh, I've now seen it, I think, three times, and it's it, it remains amazing. So, so you 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 just talked about how story plays a really important role for like some of what your favorite things are. But being a music guy, you know, what what is maybe just apart from the story, what is maybe some like one of your favorite soundtracks of all time? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, you don't have to pick one. You can pick two or three. <laughs> I gotcha. So, uh, so I grew up listening to the record that dates me uh, of chorus line and you know knew all the words. Uh, same thing, I, I knew the words of company, of music man. Um, but one that actually jumps to my mind, which was actually the first soundtrack that I had on cassette was Starlight Express. And one of the things that, you know, I, I, I know people have their own opinions of Andrew Lloyd Webber, but what I, one of the things I liked about the Starlight Express soundtrack is that it's got a little bit of everything. So do you want the slow ballad? Do you want the sort of peppy rock number? Uh, I think there's actually even a rap in there. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it, it runs the gamut, uh, but, uh, and then, you know, most recently, uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants musical soundtrack has been on loop in my house because <laughs> my, my older daughter was just in that production, uh, over, uh, over the summer. Uh, and that's another fun one because it's, you know, they'll just get stuck in your head. Uh, but that's pretty much, I'm looking at you. Know, is it something that's peppy and singable and, uh, you know, and, and fun. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, in a way, I think cassette dates you more than vinyl record because <laughs> records probably. are in. Records yeah, are yeah. Now fun, they're retro, right? Like 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 all the all the Gen Z and younger kids like want to have their their record player and and their vinyl, you know. But cassette, I mean, that technology. Yeah, nobody wants cassettes back. Yeah. Those are those are 
thankfully moved out of the uh, out of the common usage. Gone, gone, gone forever. Um, uh, so, and, and then just just sort of wrapping it all up, you know, like you, you've mentioned it a few times, but like to emphasize the family, like in Deerfield Family Theater, right? You know, you've been involved with it. Uh, your your wife's been involved. You know, your kids are are involved with theater, and they're excited now to actually audition and be in performances for DFT. You know, what what's that been like? You know, did your kids ever have a choice, really, with who their parents are? You know, with theater. Uh, so, so I actually, I, I so what I have to correct the record. Uh, my 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 older daughter was actually in DFT when she was two years old <laughs> as uh, the the young the littlest princess in uh, The King and I. Okay. So she now forever on her resume gets to say that her first role was with DFT at two. Um, but and, and no, they really had no chance. Now, thankfully, they love it, uh, and so they've been doing performing camps uh, you know, this summer and previous summers. Uh, I liken it to you know, kids whose parents are really into sports, often themselves are into sports. Uh, you know, for us, we're really into theater. And so they've been hearing show tunes all their lives. And so it just you know, took hold. Uh, but I mean, that's one of the things that I love about DFT, both as an audience member and as a participant, is that, you know, the shows are going to be ones that are fun to see with your whole family that you can you can take your kids almost regardless of age um, you know have a fun conversation about the show afterwards sing the songs afterward uh, and so that's been great as an audience member and then you know as a participant it's nice to know that you this is something you can do together with your whole family and we've had plenty of past board members that that's how they got their start because their kids wanted to be involved and dragged them along to audition. And next thing you know, they're on stage too. And then they wanted to take that commitment a little bit further and, and join the board. So, um, you know, every theater company has its own raison d'etre and, and ours is family. You know, it's, it's, there's a reason it's the second word in, in the title. Uh, and so everything we do has to be family centric and, and, and be brought forward with family in mind yeah and, and as a uh someone who's involved you know personally and i have a i have a 19 month old at the time of recording you know but i also really liked sports too and theater right so now i wonder like i'm gonna get her to like i want her to to maybe be interested in both but definitely in theater and like she dances to music and she like kind of sings along you know like with songs and so as a uh as a fellow, uh, you know, girl dad who has a daughter who I think is going to like that stuff in the future. Any any tips for for me, <laughs> you know, of like what what are the camps? You know, what are the things to do? You know, at an early age to to really get them to like it and and gotcha. want to do it. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is just you know exposing them to it as much as you can. Uh, and thankfully, we're in an area where there's lots of great opportunities. Whether it's at the Marriott Lincolnshire, they do uh, great children's programming. Uh, we have community theater groups that are specifically with, with children's programming. Uh, and so, and then just having the, the soundtracks on and you know, having, a, in my, at least in my opinion, having a variety of different soundtracks because you know, they might like this, but not so much that. And so, uh, and the thing I always find really interesting is, so we're listening last night to the Hamilton soundtrack and my younger daughter specifically requested a couple of songs that are actually amongst my least favorite. Uh, and so, but I just, I always find it interesting how something that, you know, I eh, could, could take or leave someone else is like, no, that's my favorite song. 
Uh, and that's one of the things that I always loved about the, the Broadway soundtracks is that you do get that nice mix. So there, there's something for everybody. Though my wife and I will jokingly sometimes sort of hold up our pretend remote controls while we're in the audience and like, can, can, we, can we fast forward past this one? Because, <laughs> you know, we, we could kind of kind of leave this one out. Um, but uh, and then, yeah, as 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 your daughter gets older, uh, you know, there are definitely different camps uh, through the park district privately. Uh, there are you know, performances in schools, uh, you, know, I, you know, in the Deerfield middle schools, both do uh, really impressive uh, uh, performances. Uh, you know, I know middle school sounds like it's a forever <laughs> away at this point when she's 19 months old, but be there before you know it. Uh, but yeah. Um, well, well, you know, so Emmeline. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. I was say Emmeline, my oldest was in... Uh, was in uh, Little Mermaid this year at, at Caruso, and I was very impressed with the production value uh, for the the sets and the cast and everything. So, uh, you know, no shortage of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I definitely look forward to it, and it was so interesting to hear you mention how you know your kids might like the different songs from the soundtrack than you. And and I've found personally that I've listened to soundtracks before seeing uh, uh, the musical. And then when I go to see the musical, maybe one of the songs I didn't even like, like it didn't even seem interesting to me on, on the album is now my favorite song because of how they did it live. So there is just also something about going and seeing a live performance that can't be beat by just listening to a soundtrack. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, that that brings up two things I want to say. One, yeah, you know, this soundtracks I've listened to where I, I like the song, but I don't understand it. Because once I see it staged, I'm like, oh, that's who's singing or that's their relationship or there's something where, yeah, you you need to have that additional context. Uh, but the other thing I want to bring up is the great question of do you listen to the soundtrack before you go or do you intentionally avoid doing that to prevent learning too much? I mean, so with a thing like Hamilton, it's history. So I figured... It, it's already happened in a way, you know, so that was one of the ones where I listened to it before seeing it. But yeah, I think in, for some performances, you probably do want to avoid listening to the soundtrack before you go. So, so uh, Amanda, my wife and I, we we have become believers in listening first. Really? Uh, even, if, even if it ruins some of the jokes, because you'll, you're not listening so hard to try to understand what they're saying that now you can focus on more of the, the sort of the, the bigger picture uh, or, or or getting some of the details. Also, at least personally, I find it kind of fun because I know the jokes are coming. So I wait for the audience reaction. It's like, oh, let's see how this goes. Uh, let's see how this one goes over. Um, yeah, you know, that, that I, I'm also somebody who doesn't mind spoilers in like movies and TV shows because then I get I feel like I in a way get a richer experience because I kind of know what's going to happen. So you could pay attention exactly. to other clues. So, yeah, that, you know, I like that. And, and why not have a little bit more musical theater in your life, even if it's just the album before going to see uh, see it in person? So um, so I think that's a great thing. And 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 that also should we should remind everyone that they should go see Big Fish live uh, you know, for DFT because it's still, you, you know, you can listen to the music, but it's still the best way to see it is live. And and that's why they should all come out this November of 2022 and see Big Fish for DFT. Exactly. Because if they don't know the show, it might be their new favorite. If they already love the show, well, then, of course, they're going to come see it again. So. Yes, definitely. Big fish. It's going to be it's going to be a great production. Yeah. So so Chess, thanks so much for uh, for coming on the DFT podcast. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
And that's our show. Visit DeerfieldTheater.com to purchase tickets. As always, links are in the show notes. Please share this podcast to help support the work of Deerfield Family Theater. If you enjoyed the episode, please give us the highest rating you can and leave us a review, both of which really help others discover this show. If you'd like to get in touch, send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash DFT. We might even add your voice message to a future show. Until next time, thanks to everyone who continues to support the arts. We'll see you at the theater.